All righty. I'm here with Jordan Dyer, and we're going to be doing a new thing called rebuilding uh, NBA teams. So basically, we're just going to pick an NBA team and rebuild it. Today, we picked the Sacramento Kings, and we're going to try and make this like as logical as possible. So we're only going to really do trades that we think would actually happen. And we used uh, a website called spottrack.com. And that website allows for you, it's really good with cap and everything. And um, it helped us keep up to date with our cap and everything. And that way we could build our team like pretty logically. I think this is a team that would, there's like one trade in there. That's kind of a little, a little like, eh, but other than that, we felt pretty confident that this is like a way that the Sacramento Kings could rebuild themselves in one off season. So coming into it, just to get you updated with the Sacramento Kings. Um, th they come in with a roster that is that has De'Aaron Fox, DeMontis Sabonis, Harrison Barnes, Rashawn Holmes, Justin Holiday, Davion Mitchell, Maurice Harkless, Terrence Davis, Alex Lynn, Trey Lyles, Chimezi Metu, um, Jeremy Lamb, Dante DiVincenzo, Josh Jackson, and then Corey Brewer, Damian Jones, and Nimas Keita. So uh, Jordan, who were kind of like, the main guys that stuck out to you first on this roster when we first looked at it. Yeah. Well, the main thing that we were both thinking about going into this is the Kings obviously have the fourth pick in the draft this year. Yeah. Um, and so the big question was, do we take the best available player at number four overall, or do we trade back, um, get some extra assets and get, you know, a, a slightly worse player maybe later in the lottery. And I think what we both decided is that we want Jaden Ivey. Yeah. And, and because we wanted Jaden Ivey, uh, we had to get rid of De'Aaron Fox. So that's where I'll, I'll leave it to you. Yeah. So before we get into that, like we decided that Jeremy Ivey, or not Jeremy Ivey, Jaden Ivey is a talent that we're not willing, we're not willing to let go. Like we want him. We think that he could be something very special. Um, I'm very intrigued by him. And we've been, we've had this, De'Aaron Fox, like he played better with Sabonis and Sabonis played better with him um, towards the end of the season. But we've had this experiment with Fox for a while. And the fact of the matter is he's just extremely expensive. And I'm a big De'Aaron Fox fan, but I really like Ivy. And I think there's something there with him. And I think it's really interesting to build around Ivy. So we decided that we're going to build around Jaden Ivy. So the first thing is we selected Jaden Ivy and we signed his contract. Um, that contract was $7.9 million. Because of that, we had to get rid of De'Aaron Fox. So the first trade we made was, this is the one that's a little bit iffy, but we traded De'Aaron Fox, Justin Holiday, to Miami for Tyler Hero and Kyle Lowry. So, Jordan, why don't you get into this? I'll explain. This was, I, I found this trade and suggested this. So it is slightly, the only reason I think this is slightly far-fetched is because Miami seems to really like Tyler Hero. Yeah. But the reason why I think they would do this is because Kyle Lowry clearly on a bad contract, clearly not the same player that they thought they were getting when they signed him. So I think they'd like to get rid of his contract and like, let's not get it twisted. De'Aaron Fox is a stud dude. Like mm -hmm. the guy is going to go help Miami, uh, you know, be a contender. And I think that's exactly what they need is um, a second star to go with Jimmy to provide scoring, um, you know, be a playmaker and I think De'Aaron Fox could absolutely elevate them to a top team in the league. And then, obviously, as the Kings, as we are, uh, we want to build around young players. We're going to sacrifice by eating Kyle Lowry's contract, but we think it's worth it 
to get Tyler Hero, who's a who's a very good young player that we can pair with Ivy. And um, another thing is one, we're doing this with the thought that well, this is what's going to happen. Um, no matter how upset Donovan Mitchell is, he's on a three-year contract, or he's not. He's on a longer a longer contract than that, but he's he's got three years left. The team's not going to trade him. Like it does not matter. Ben Simmons was mad here, but he set the precedent. Like it doesn't matter how mad you are, you're not going to get tra- you. You can you can sit and stew. Like you're, it's only going to be bad for you. So that means that. The, I think the Heat's biggest target is Bradley Beal or Donovan Mitchell. I think Bradley Beal is going back to the Wizards because he's happy there. He's got a family there. And Donovan Mitchell is not going to get traded. Utah's not going to trade him. They, they, they'll trade Gobert first before they trade Mitchell. And because of that, I think it makes sense um, for both teams. I think the Heat get De'Aaron Fox. That's, their, that's another guy that they've been interested in. That's a guy that if they don't get Mitchell, they don't get Beal, they can say go out and get De'Aaron Fox and Justin Holiday is a nice little piece with that as well. Um, for us, Kyle Lowry is still. I think he would be really good in a in a bench uh, in a in a bench position coming off the bench and you know mentoring Davion Mitchell because I I like Davion Mitchell a lot and I would really like to see him model his game after a smaller player like Kyle Lowry. So it never hurts to have a veteran like that when you have a young team with Hero, Ivy, Mitchell. Like I think Lowry coming off the bench as your backup is is not at all a bad thing, um, and it's worth it to eat that contract, right? Exactly, and I think this gives us a good punch, a good starting punch with Jaden Ivy, Tyler Hero, Sabonis, Rashawn Holmes at the starting lineup, and then Kyle Lowry off the bench. That's pretty big. So the next trade we made, I think, really solidifies kind of what we were doing, and this was trading Harrison Barnes to the uh, Mavs for Dwight Powell and Reggie Bullock. I did this trade. Um, this trade is important because Harrison Barnes is a really good player and the Mavericks had him before. That's kind of where he got most, like that's probably where he most is mostly is well-known and Golden State. And they've been tied to him. Like they've been interested in him and tied to being interested in him um, for a while. And I think for us, it got us a good serviceable starting uh, like small forward and Bullock. And then it got us, good defender and Powell that we can either bring off the bench or start depending on what's needed, but he's a good player. And it also just got, got some cap off our books. I think we actually actually ended up eating three mil, but in the long run, it got our caps off to the books with uh Barnes contract. So we turned one serviceable player into two very serviceable players. And I think the Mavs do this because they've been interested in, in um, Harrison Barnes and they need to build around Luca. He's not getting any younger. Uh, they want him to stay and, yeah, they, they need they need an extra player, and I think he likes Barnes, and I think they would do that. I think from the Mavs' perspective, you were just in the Western Conference Finals, and you clearly need another piece to go with Luka, right? Like, yeah, yeah, they had a, a great run this year, but it was clear that they needed a second scorer, and I think He's Barnes a gives fourth or fifth option. Yeah, I, I think Barnes gives them a, a good scoring option to go along with Luka. Obviously, he can, you know, play off the ball, catch and shoot. So he's not taking anything away from Luca. And then honestly, if this was a, a real life trade, I think it would be more interesting to see if the Kings would do it. Yeah. Um, but us as the Kings, we we like this trade. Um, Bullock, like Max said, just a straight three and D guy. That's, you know, he's going to fit in anywhere. He didn't have a, you know, he had bad games in the playoffs we saw, but I think, you know, pairing him with Ivy, just just giving a, a guy that you can pass to on the wing and play defense. That's all you need. And then, yeah, Powell, 
just coming off the bench, giving us some depth and defense. I think as the Kings, we like this trade and Barnes just doesn't really fit in with what we want to do with building around a young core. Yeah. So I think it's a good trade and I think it gets us someone that we, or it gets us two people and depth that we really, really need. And it just kind of, uh, strengthens our starting lineup. Oh, from there, we just we just renounced our rights to just about everyone. Everyone. So that means we got rid. We didn't resign Jeremy Lamb, who was on a crazy contract. We didn't resign Josh Jackson, even though we we were talking. Um, we ended we ended up ending with ten million, and we really couldn't find a good way to like sign players. We didn't know how to. That was kind of an issue, like just trying to figure out what players would be worth it and if players would be even willing to sign with Sacramento. We thought it was hard. So we were just trying to rebuild the team with trades more. So we left it with 10 million in cap space and we felt we were a player short too. So um, we're kind of, we're going to wait and see like if we can figure out a good signing thing. But for now that left us with a roster that is Kyle Lowry, DeMontis Sabonis, Rashawn Holmes, Dwight Powell, Reggie Bullock, Jaden Ivey, Tyler Hero, Davion Mitchell, Maurice Harkless, Terrence Davis, Alex Len, and uh, Chemezi Metu. So, our, our thoughts were our starters are going to be Jaden Ivey, Tyler Hero, Reggie Bullock, DeMontis Sabonis. And then depending on the situation, it's going to most likely be Rashawn Holmes, but you can get Dwight Powell in there. Depending, we could even pull Bullock and put Powell and Holmes in Sabonis if that's a weirder lineup, but that's, a, that's like a big one. Um, and then also we like Kyle Lowry coming off as like, I don't know, depending on his health, it depends on what he does, but I really would like to see Kyle Lowry and Davion Mitchell off the bench first and then Dwight Powell off the bench. But, you know, it's going to be kind of like how the Celtics are with Horford and Tice and um, um, Robert Williams. It's like depending on the injuries and whatnot, you got to move players around. And then we also have Terrence Davis and Maurice Harkless as our wings and that second lineup. We're going to need, we're going to have a second round, some second round players that we draft that we haven't figured that out. Like, we didn't do, we didn't go that far ahead. And then we also are going to, we have $10 million to work with to sign players. So there are moves to be made. I, I think we need about like maybe one or two more players, but I think this is a good way to rebuild the team. Jordan. Yeah. I think just like looking at this starting lineup, this is a really complete and well-balanced starting lineup. You have Jaden Ivey, who's a uh, pretty ball dominant, but a great playmaker can get to the rim, you know, He's your he's who you're building around. That's your star going forward. And then Hero, uh, a great scorer, can fill it up, you know, get hot, score in bunches, play off the ball, all that. And Sabonis as, you know, maybe your second or third best player. He's just a monster inside, like 18 and 12 guy. He's a he's a great big man, I think, that could fit in anywhere. Uh, and and then you have Bullock, obviously, on the wing and Rashawn Holmes, just just your average NBA center. I think going forward, like as that team ages and makes more moves, they could fill out the second second unit and like they could they could do something there. They could be a a legit team um, if they build around those uh, that starting unit there and especially those those big three players that we named. Yeah, well, I think our goal is that Kyle Lowry kind of retires, gets his way out and then from there. We continue to draft. I don't know. I don't know. Like it, this is about development for Ivy and Mitchell. And because hopefully my goal is to, for like Mitchell to sort of take over, um, like push Hero down. I don't know. It, it's going to be interesting. Maybe maybe we don't keep Hero for the long run or let him go or whatever. And we have Mitchell come over and take in, take over for Hero and um, let, let Bullock go and 
fill in Powell, like stuff like that. I don't know. It could be interesting to see what we end up doing. Um, but like, it's just interesting. I, I, this was a really fun task and it was a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. Um, like, especially with the cap hits and everything, like what were some trades that we explored? We looked at Marcus Morris, uh, Karis Levert. The, yeah. Finding, um, where to put Harrison Barnes, um, was definitely a little bit difficult, but I think we ultimately were able to, you know, let, let all those guys go like DiVincenzo and and not resign anyone. Yeah. and then trade him for Bullock and Powell, which the thing is like, there could be better deals out there for Barnes, but when you have, when we already traded for Tyler hero, we have Jaden Ivy. I think getting Bullock and Powell is like good enough. Yeah. So I, I definitely think our team is more tipped in offensive scale and we're, we need more depth. Like, so like on the, the first lineup, we're offensively tipped. And then on the second lineup, we're defensively tipped. Yeah. So hopefully if we get the correct mismatch and if you can figure out like who plays well with who and whatnot, that'll fix sort itself out. But if needed, obviously there's trades that you can do, but I agree the starting lineup, like one of the issues is there's going to be, it's going to be like figuring out how this offense works because you have three like fairly ball dominant players with Jaden Ivy, Tyler hero and Sabonis. And we're, we're just going to need one of those guys to take a playmaking role. And then the rest to kind of like, take secondary and then tertiary playmaking roles. So it's, it's just, it's going to be interesting. We're going to have to let it layer out for sure. See, I actually, I think the, the big three players with hero Ivy and Sabonis actually fit really like almost seamlessly because Ivy is ball dominant. Um, but he's a good but, playmaker, but yeah, he's an amazing playmaker and great passer. A pick and roll with him and Sabonis is like Sabonis will get his 18 points, like just off of pick and rolls and putbacks and fast breaks and then so Tyler that's a hero, good passer in his own right yeah exactly tyler hero isn't he takes a lot of shots but he's not ball dominant like yeah he'll shoot uh he'll create his own shot like within two or three dribbles he doesn't you know he's not going to force ivy off the ball or anything like that i think ivy and hero would work well together so i really like the the fit there and i think like going into if this were to happen like going into next year that team would have a shot at the playoffs um depending on how well ivy played yeah no i agree i think this would be a fun team to like i kind of wish now that it actually happened like this and then we could see what would actually happen but yeah um i think this is a segment that we're going to continue to do we might pick different teams or we might do the same team and like carry the roster over it depend like with and update it with the stats as if the players played i don't know um but we're definitely going to do this segment again. This was a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, we're going to be coming up. We're going to be talking a little bit of NBA draft lottery. I'm back with Jordan. Um, we're going to be drafting the the lottery. So we're just going to draft as if we were the, the NBA teams picking um, like what we think would fit best. We didn't do any trades because we thought that would be too complicated. So we're just going to pretend that every team kept their pick. But we can talk about if they we think that that's like a spot that we think a team may trade out of because I have a couple of those. Um but yeah, so we're just going to pretend that we were a GM and we made the first 14 picks in the NBA draft, which is known as the lottery, for those of you that don't know that. And uh, yeah, Jordan, you start. We're going to go pick pick to pick. So we already did one through three, but we can just recap real quick. Give me your yeah, one through so, three. So I picked uh, uh, the Magic of the first pick, and if I were them, I'd take Paulo Boncaro. I know these top three are basically interchangeable. I just think Paulo is the most polished offensive player. I think he's a future superstar, and I just think he's the best player in the draft. So I would take him number one. I know, obviously, 
any one of those three players is going to be great. Yeah. So I, I took uh, Jabari Smith Jr. Number one, I'm, I will admit I'm more biased towards him because I watched um, <clears throat> a lot of Auburn SEC basketball. And then I think that like Ryan Rosillo always points out, and I agree with him, hit the guards on his team really hindered him. I think he's going to be a really, really good player. Um, I actually saw him in person and the way that he, his tenacity and the way all season that he just was willing to take over games and, you know, fight to the very end, except for the last game. Um, it was just inspiring. I think he's going to be a really, really good player. I think the magic will take him. Uh, Jordan, who do you think is number two? Number two, I think, I think it's Chet to the thunder. And two, I agree. The unfortunate thing is I could see Chet going number one. But I think I would just love to see Chet on the Thunder to to play with uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander and Josh Giddy. I think he's a perfect anchor for their defense. They they're in need of a big man. They have solid guards, so I think Chet is the perfect fit for the Thunder. And yeah. I'd like to go number two. I completely agree. I think he screams Thunder to me, and that just as an NBA fan, like I, I that's what I hope it goes towards. Um, and then number three for you is Jabari. Yep. How come? Uh, yeah, I mean, like, like I said, the top three are so interchangeable and unpredictable. Like I took Paulo at one and then I think Jabari and Chet are so close. Uh, I just think Chet fits better with the thunder. And then after, after that, Jabari's the clear next best player on the board. So I think if you're the Rockets, you just take the best player on the board. And if you get Jabari Smith at number three, you're absolutely ecstatic. So I agree that three and four are like the funnel of sorts or like the, the bottom part of the funnel of sorts where magic gets the first pick, obviously thunder gets second and then rockets kind of go rockets and Kings pick up the, the rest, which are two really great players. Um, for me, I think the rockets take Palo. Um, I think he fits in well there as well. I know I had in my mock, I had Shane Sharp going up there. I, I, that was more just to get the boys talking. Um, <laughs> I, I, I agree if the Rockets picked Shaden at this point, especially with some of the stuff that's been coming out of the, of, of the uh, workouts. Like, I don't know. That would be, they. I agree with the boys that they were saying he'd be fired. Yeah, that's they'd be fired for that. Like, uh, yeah, so I grabbed Palo with the Rockets at three. So a lot of people are saying pick four is where the draft really starts. Yes. Jordan, what's your pick for? Yeah, so we just talked about it with our Kings rebuild. I think it's Jaden Ivey. I think he's the just next best player on the board. Um, I think he could be, like like we said, Max doesn't like to throw the term superstar around, but Jaden Ivey is another guy that you could see being a potential superstar. Yeah, He's getting a lot of John Morant comparisons, unbelievably athletic, great passer, good scorer. I think he's just the clear next best player on the board. Kings go Jaden Ivey at four. I completely agree. Um, he has like a good NBA body, good size, um, just like a freak athlete. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm just a big fan of him. I think the Kings maybe finally get it right in this one. And I think like you have to weigh what you're losing in the asset if you don't, if you pass on him and you take, cause you could take other players at this spot too. Like they, like I, you could take Keegan Murray, you could take anyone really. Like it, it, yeah. there's a lot of players you could take here. Um, this is a really loaded draft. I, but I, I think the Kings are going to take Jaden Ivy. I, I hope they are. I think they get it right, and then you take Jaden Ivy. I think Here's that's the, the one right thing. Move. The one thing, if they if the Kings like De'Aaron Fox, then they trade this pick and yeah. they they move back. Because <clears throat> uh, yeah. obviously Ivy, you have to take Ivy at four. I think whoever has the fourth pick takes Jaden Ivy. Yeah. Um, if you're the Kings, I would trade back. You'd get good value for 
for that pick and you keep Darren Fox, but I think it's smart to trade Fox and take Ivy like we already talked about. Yeah. So go for your fifth. Yeah. So the fifth, I think, might be where we start to disagree, but we'll see. I have Keegan Murray going That's to the right. I have that too. <laughs> okay, good. Okay. So yeah. we haven't we haven't really had a real disagreement yet. I think he he's just a versatile wing. Mm-hmm. Um good good scorer. I think he might be a little bit older. I don't know if I'm Yeah, he's a sophomore. Okay. Oh, oh, he's only a sophomore. Okay. Well, I think he's just the next best player on the board. And if I'm drafting as NBA teams, like these teams aren't winning anytime soon. So you just take the best player available. What are your thoughts on? Well, I, I, I push, I think, yeah, uh, the Pistons, like they have, they have Cade Cunningham. Um, I heard, I was listening to the Bun and Cardigan show and they're talking about how they sort of have like an affinity for boring players. Like they're, People are interested in Cade, but his style of basketball is boring, whatever. Keegan Murray kind of – he's not a boring player, but, you know, just – He is. Yeah, he kind of is. Yeah, he's not like, – Like, they're I, not I, freak athletes and crazy highlight guys, you know? Yeah, he's just like a fundamental scorer. But I, I he's going to be a very good player, and he's going to be very solid. He's very well-rounded. He's got a great rebounding motor, great defense. He's versatile, a good scorer. I like, I think the Pistons make a, this is a good decision for them, I think. And it's a great person to, to pair up with Cade and they have a lot of great young talent and maybe I think they get rid of Jeremy Grant, but who knows? Um, but yeah, like I, I, I like Keegan Murray at this pick who you have going six. Number six. I don't know a lot about this guy, but I've shade and sharp here. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything I've heard about him. It just seems like he's a freak, freak athlete, an amazing player who didn't play which is why he's going to fall deeper in the draft. Um, who it's the, it's the Pacers. So again, I don't think the Pacers are going anywhere anytime soon and they don't need to look for someone who fits necessarily. They just need the best available player. I think it's shade and sharp, but again, I haven't seen a, a ton. Like it, it's so hard because he didn't play, but he's six, six. He's a great ball handler. He's really just a complete player. So yeah, who do you have at six? So I disagree with you on your Pacers take. I have Johnny Davis, and I think that the Pacers are so Johnny. Da- well, okay, let me restart. I think that the Pacers are they actually do have good pieces. They have Chris Duarte, they have Buddy Heald, they have Tyrese Halliburton. Those are three good players, good young players that you can build around. Maybe get rid of Buddy Heald, but at least Halliburton and Duarte are two players I'm very high on, especially Halliburton. I think you bring in Johnny Davis. He fits pretty seamlessly with those guys. He's an athletic, great finisher. He hangs in the air. He's from a big, he's from the big 10. He's from the Midwest. He's from Wisconsin. So that's like, like the Pacers aren't exactly, they're in the Midwest. They're in the big 10. They're not, Indiana's not exactly like a, uh, a free agent destination. So if you can get a guy that's from the Midwest, has those kind of values comes in, maybe he'll like be, maybe he'll fit better into the, uh, the organization because of that. Um, Rick Carlisle doesn't usually like project. Like he wants to win now is what he's been saying. He's not a huge project guy. I think Johnny Davis is a very complete player and I think he's a great pick for them here. Uh, I know this is maybe a little bit earlier than some people have him going, but I think he, he's a real stud. And I think this would be a great pick for the Pacers and really gives them a, a fun young core that they already have, but it really solidifies that young core. Yeah. I like Johnny Davis a lot. I just think six is too high for him. Uh, I would take, I would take Shaden Sharp. I would take Dyson Daniels. I would take. How would you take Shaden over Johnny? You haven't even seen Shaden Sharp play. 
Because I'm taking down. the guys who I think have the highest potential, and I think Shaden Sharp is that. I mean, you but, you talked about him, like you said. Um, yeah, but I think the Pacers, the Pacer, the Pacers take who fit best for the Pacers, and Johnny Davis fits really nicely for the Pacers. I, I think I if it's that. anyone, I hate that style of thinking. I, I, you just take who you think is going to be the best player. You don't take who's going to. You don't fit think a team's going to take current roster. You you don't think a team's going to be like, hey, who fits best with our team? I not if they're not gonna the Pacers weren't bad in the next the Pacers five were years. like I and also Shaden Sharp and Johnny Davis basically do the same thing on, on the court like they're the yeah, same but I know what I'm getting from Johnny Davis I don't know what I'm getting for Shaden Sharp and also the the stuff I've heard that coming argument. out of the camp the stuff I looked at uh, at the camp one there's this one on it was an anonymous NBA executive and they said how the how the fuck do they think he's going to be drafted in the top 10 he didn't show up to workouts he didn't show up to anything like what, what do you think? You're not going to play. We're going to draft you in the top 10. I don't think NBA executives are that high on. I think his, I, his stock is dropping. That could be true. And I may have him too high at six, but I think you also have Johnny Davis too high at six. If uh, it, I, I'll give you this. If it was anyone but the Pacers, I wouldn't have Johnny Davis going at this spot. But I, I looked at Pacers. I looked at like Pacers writers and they would like Johnny Davis at this spot. I'm not the only person saying this. This is there are other players that like I and I like it too. Like I, I will accept the argument that you don't know what you're getting with Shaden Sharp. And if that's the reason you're not going to draft him, I completely understand. I'm willing to take the risk because I think he has that high of a potential. Um, and in Johnny Davis, I think he's a really good player. So I'm not mad at that pick at all. But let's go to you're going to hate the rest of my draft because I drafted for what fits these teams. So <laughs> that's it's, it's going to be tough. Who do you have on the Blazers? Uh, Jalen Duran. Um, he's Memphis. Wow, he's got, that's high. I know, but the thing is, he and this one, this one, I I'll give you because he um he can. It, the port Portland's really fucking weird, but I don't like they they we were looking at their roster today and they're they just don't have anything. So they should take this is one where I think they should take best available, and this is one where I will take some critiques, but. Jalen Duran has been skyrocketing up the draft boards from what I've been reading and they have him going high. And this was another, um, like they need a big because, because Nurkic, Nurkic is always in, is injured still and they don't have any bigs at all. And you can kind of say the one thing that I guess they sort of have locked up is they have, um, Damian Lillard and then they had Josh, Josh Hart playing well. So they kind of have those two areas filled. They need a big and, I really like Jalen Duran, and I think if you grab him, like I, he's gonna, you're not gonna like. They don't have another pick, and I think I don't know. I could see them picking anyone here, um, but I, I just think if it's for the team, maybe you go and you grab him early. But I think you grab him. I like Duran a lot. I just think seven is too high, and like you said, I think the Blazers go best available here, and I don't yeah. think that's, that's Jalen Duran. I think the best available player is Dyson Daniels and it's like complete opposite thinking of what you have. Cause yeah. it's a bad fit. It, it doesn't work uh, in terms of fit with, with Dame. He's a, he's basically a six, eight, like point guard. He's, yeah. a, he's a great passer, um, good finisher. And he just has like, I watched his tape a little bit. He has just great basketball IQ and amazing feel. Yeah, I like him too. And um, great size. So I think he's best available, and I'm taking him there, even though it's not it's not the best fit. I think Dame leaves eventually, so I'm I'm gonna go Dyson Daniels and make him part of my future. Yeah, the thing about that is like I'm under the impression that Dame's Dame's not gonna leave, but I could see him leaving because he kind of could 
he kind of deserves it. Like he's given, I mean, but he's also like rapped about how he's never going to leave. And I think like when yeah. he does take that stuff seriously, when he like puts it out that he's not going to leave, I don't think he wants to be taken as someone who went back on his word. So because of that, I, I envision that if you're going to, if he's going to stay, you got to take something to look to, because you do have Dame and Josh Hart was good. They had to dis they had to deactivate him because he was too good. They had to be like, stop playing. We're trying to fucking tank. The Blazers so, are just kind of in a in a bad place. Yeah, <laughs> they just have a lot of weird players. But if you start, if you give that gives them at least three big, like three relatively big players to at least look at and like look they'll just at, be try like mediocre for. for a long time if if they keep going at, uh, and doing the the things that they keep doing. But exactly, yeah. Uh, so <clears throat> yeah. okay, so my next pick at number eight was Benedict Matherin, um, Canadian. Um, he he's out Arizona, six foot six, extremely athletic, great shooting, easy NBA fit, uh, great movement shooting. I think he fits in really nice in the pellet with the Pelicans. With they they have a core of Zion, Josh Hart, or not Josh Hart, Zion Ingram. Yeah, sorry, yes, there you go, Zion <laughs> Ingram. Um, as much as this, I don't know how much this actually, huh? They have CJ McCollum. Yes, there you go. Okay, yes. So he he fits in kind of seamlessly with that. The problem is. Um, CJ will take some of his shooting and stuff, but I think like I was just trying to find someone that doesn't need too much development because I think I think the Pelicans want someone who's more of like a like a win now player that kind of fits the like their players are all they're young but they're all like two years into the league and more kind of thing where I think Benedict Matherin if you draft him he's sort of like that he's like a player that's been there for a year already it seems like because he's so NBA ready. Okay, so we finally agree again. I absolutely love nice. Ben Matherin uh, to the Pelicans. I think I watched him a good amount uh, in college. He's just an awesome player all around. He does yeah, everything so on the good. court. He's just really, really good. I'm super high on him. And it's it's also like the Pelicans need a point guard. It's, it's not only a great fit, but I think it's also the best available player. That's why I absolutely love Matherin here. I think he fits great with uh, being able to get Ingram – CJ and Zion the ball all all while you know being being able to play defense and score when needed so, so perfect fit there um yeah what's uh, what's number nine well I got the so the Spurs here um so Spurs, this is a really weird spot I know that I'm drafting for the Spurs when we do the NBA draft thing with our assigned teams and I don't know what I'm do yet but and it's not going to be this pick but um I'm gonna grab Shade and Sharp here just because they don't really have a lot of other options. It's actually, I, th I think, a pick that probably gets traded most likely. But if they do end up picking, I I could also see them picking different players here. But I don't know. I I I put Shade and Sharp here because, like you said, same reasons you had him picked. I just I he has been getting um, bumped down because of yeah. his lack of playing, and I think that they're going to be maybe maybe pop if he i don't even know if pop's going to even stick around for much longer though but maybe if he they think they can have some spurs magic on him who knows i love the spurs franchise i think they'll it'll be fine um but i could i would love for them to pick shade and sharp and it works out well and he's like it's like a superstar for them and they have their own player and then he leaves like Kyrie did or yeah. Ka Kawhi did but um yeah so who did you pick? um okay a little bit uh different thought process here i think they have their ball handler for the future in DeJounte Murray. Yeah. I really like him. He's, he averaged crazy numbers. He might not be like 19, nine and nine good. Like he averaged, but I think DeJounte is really good and they build around him. I have AJ Griffin going here. Yeah. I am. 
I'm a, a big AJ Griffin fan. Awesome defender, knockdown shooter, great length and size. I think he fits. He seems to have a great personality for the Spurs. Um, yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah, I think AJ Griffin's uh, a great like pair with Dejounte Murray. That's that's honestly what I was looking for there. Yeah. Um, and then next, the Wizards. Who do you have? Uh, I got Jeremy Sohan, Vigšić Polsko. You know, uh, he's he's great player. He's 19. He's out of Baylor. The Wizards love those European guys. Um, he's just a great all-around player. This might be a little high for him, but I, I don't really... The Wizards are in another gray area spot. Like, who knows what they're going to do? But one thing's for almost for certain is that I think Beal is staying. And I think, obviously, from that, you don't need really much more offense. You need more someone like a defensive player. And um, that that's exactly what, uh, Jeremy Sohan gives you. He's, he's a good, he's a good defensive player. He's a great defensive player. Maybe one of the better ones, one of the best ones coming in this draft. And he's a good score. He's just not the greatest score. He's not the greatest three point shooter and he's not the most athletic, but I, I think he could fit in really well with Rui Hachimura and, um, um, Oh, who's the Israeli guy. I forget his name. The tall one, he broke his leg, but he's, he's been playing again. I forget his name, but he was pretty good. And then, and then Bradley Beal and whatever else they got going on. Chris stops too. Like they got, yeah. they got Europeans in there. I don't know. I think I, I that's kind of where I put them in there. They have Kuzma as well, I think, which is, oh yeah. And Kuzma kind of a similar player. To- yes. So Sohan can fit in well, just cause he's, you know, like he's, he fits in easily because of his defense and, and then he doesn't, he doesn't need to be like a ball heavy player. Yeah. I, uh, we again agree. I have Sohan. Oh, nice. I like I like him a lot for basically all the reasons you say. I, I won't say a whole lot. Like he's just a complete player, great length. Um, just like I think he's the best player remaining on the board. I think the Wizards grab him there. Yeah. Uh, number eleven is where things get a little fun for, yeah. for my draft board. I have Johnny Davis to the Knicks. Nice. And I think you know you took him at six. I think Johnny Davis is a guy that's getting a little slept on going into the draft. Like. I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised to see him go at six. I think a lot of people would be surprised. So that's why I have him going 11 yeah. to the Knicks. I think the Knicks would be psyched to have him. It's not a perfect fit. You already have RJ Barrett, who's a similar similar role. Cam Radish, kind of a similar role. But I think Johnny Davis um is just the best player remaining. And he's a great scorer. He can handle the ball. I think that would be a super, super fun pick to get Johnny Davis to the Knicks. Yeah. Okay. So at 11, um, I have the Knicks getting their star of the future and Dyson Daniels. Um, I think like, I don't, I don't, I could see, I definitely think he might, or he will get picked before this pick, unfortunately, because from what I've been reading, he's rising up the the stock. He's no longer a hidden gem. Like he's now well known he's rising, but, um, I think there is a path in which he falls to the Knicks. And I know if he falls to the Knicks from what I've heard from their reporters is that that's that's his home so that's like his floor for sure and that they'd be happy to to grab him um he fit, he actually fits in pretty well just because he's fucking awesome and he's gonna fit in well really anywhere but with what you already have rj barrett that's about it Emmanuel quickly mitchell robinson um that gives you a pretty pretty good um defense like with that Emmanuel quickly is a very very good on ball defender you're starting to assemble kind of some stuff I don't really like what the Knicks roster is. I I would like them to get rid of Fournier and sadly I, they got rid of Kemba or I don't even know what's going on with Kemba, but he's, he, they need he's to figure washed. something out. 
Yeah. The question is what they do with Randall. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, I hate Randall. I'm yeah. such an, I'm, he's such a poor player and that was such <laughs> an outlier season. And I just, I don't like the way he plays the game and he's just not a good player. And we saw it, it had caught up with him. Um, yeah. He's washed. Don't give him another contract. That's a guarantee. He's not going to be like anything any more than what he was that that was, yeah. he peaked. Um, yeah. They, they just have some bad old guys. They need to start making it a little bit younger and more fun again. Cause I, I, I want the Knicks to be good. The NBA is fun when the Knicks are good. So yeah, I, uh, I, I think that this is a really like, this is like a Knicks fan wet dream pick, I think is Dyson Daniels, but yeah, I have him going. Okay, here. Yeah. Yeah. He probably won't make it there, but that yeah. would be sick if he did uh, 12 to the thunder. I have Malachi Branham. So they have Josh Giddy, Shea Gilgis. I'm assuming they're taking Chet uh, in this scenario. And if they take Chet, I think Malachi is a, he's a wing who's going to space the floor, knock down shots and be able to create his own shot. I think that is the exact type of player that the Thunder would be looking for here. He's also, he's got such a high ceiling. He has like a really nice bag on offense and he's just a very complete scorer, shooter, all that. Um, He fits in great and he's got a high ceiling. I love Malachi Branham to the Thunder at 12. I have the Thunder grabbing, <clears throat> sorry, grabbing AJ Griffin. I think he fits in really well Perfect, with what yeah. they like Chet and um, <laughs> Poku, of course. <laughs> really, that's all they need to focus on. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, he fits in well with Giddy and Chet and Shea. Like they and I, I just I like what I, I feel like that's a good pick. Um, yeah, we're on the same page. Like they need a they need to take a wing there if they take yeah. Chet. Yeah, they yeah. need to grab a uh, – yeah, exactly. And I don't know if A.J. Griffin will be available out with this pick. So if he's not yeah. available, which I wouldn't be surprised if he isn't available, uh, I still – I agree with you. They, I think they grab a Wayne. Um, the Hornets, who did you have? I, I think we're going to both have Mark Williams here. Mark Williams. Yeah, I grabbed him too. <laughs> Marky Mark, baby. Uh, amazing, amazing player and amazing fit. I think Butsy yeah. agrees too. <laughs> yeah, I think everyone wants to see Mark Will go to the Hornets. They uh, are in dire perfect. need of a big a Mac man. Mark Will, dude. They need him. <laughs> it's like uh, he reminds me of Robert Williams, but seven feet tall. Completely agree. I I love Mark Williams. I think this is going to be a uh, – a great pick <laughs> Lamelo Williams or not Mello Williams Lamelo ball and Mark Williams lobs all season are going to be yeah. so fun. It's just going to be awesome. I really hope this happens. Yeah. Um, 14th. I finally have Jalen Duran going to the Cavs. Mm. This is pretty late for what you've been saying about Jalen Duran. So this might be a little bit off, but I think I, I got, you know, 13 picks through my draft board and I was like, wow, like Jalen Duran has to get picked. So that's why I'm to the Cavs. So see this, this is where there's like a flaw in the pick the best available, just because you already have Jared Allen and you have who um, you have, who's the white one. Uh, what's his face? Kevin Love. L- Lowry Markinen and you have Kevin Love. Oh. They have like a pretty Lori Markinen. Sorry. They have like a pretty set big man rotation. And my only fear is that Jalen Duran gets like buried in that rotation, especially because Jared Allen's a good player and I I, oh, I like yeah. him a lot. And I know the Cavs do too. Um, so that's why I took Okai Ogbaji here. I think he's a great, great pick. Um, he comes in, he's uh hold on, let me pull up my notes on him. He's a he's a like a good good shooter, three and D. He's not a great shot creator, but he would play well off of Sexton. Um he, can, he needs to create more and can help now, which is really what the Cavs are looking for. They're not 
they're young, but they're like trying to win playoff games and stuff and be in the playoffs. They were in the play in this year. Um, like I know they're definitely trying to do make some make some noise. And I think Ogbaji helps them now and right away. And he's a proven winner with that Kansas team. So I, I like him going here. I think the Cavs really want him here. Yeah, I think that's a better pick than mine. In hindsight, I would probably have Duran going a little higher and have some sort of wing going to the Cavs. But so I had Malachi Branham in my lottery and you had which you didn't have and you had Ochai in your lottery, which I didn't have. So that'll be interesting to see if yeah. either one or both of those guys goes. Yeah. I, I, um, we should keep these cause I want to see how, how close we are. Cause I think there's going to be more trades in this. I think, I think we yeah. might even see Darren Fox go on draft night and possibly that would be, that would be sick. That would be sick. That'd be a pretty big draft night move. I don't know. I don't know. Like, but I'm also used to Danny Ainge where you think you're going to have a trade and then the trade happens with like another team because you've been waiting yeah. for so long. So who yeah. knows, but this was extremely fun. Maybe we'll finish drafting. Maybe we'll do the rest of it. I don't know, but. That could be interesting. Um, but yeah, we'll be coming back on Friday, talking some UFC as well, some NBA, and uh, yeah, go Celtics. Yeah, no, it, it's going to be interesting we should keep these because I want to see how, how close we are. Cause I think there's going to be more trades in this. I think, I think we yeah. might even see Darren Fox go on draft night and possibly that would be, that would be sick. That would be sick. That'd be a pretty big draft night move. I don't know. I don't know. Like, but I'm also used to Danny Ainge where you think you're going to have a trade and then the trade happens with like another team because you've been waiting yeah. for so long. So who yeah. knows, but this was extremely fun. Maybe we'll finish drafting. Maybe we'll do the rest of it. I don't know, but that could be interesting. Um, but yeah, no good stuff, Jordan. Um, we'll be, we'll be, I think this is it for this episode. Um, yeah, a lot of NBA talk today. We'll be coming back on Friday, talking some UFC as well, some NBA and, uh, yeah, go Celtics. Lit. Good shit, boys. That one was fun. That was really fun. I really like that one. Yeah, no, it, it's going to be interesting. We should keep these because I want to see how how close we are. Because I think there's going to be more trades in this. I think I think we yeah. might even see Darren Fox go on draft night. In, possibly that would be that would be sick. That would be sick. That would be a pretty big draft night move. I don't know. I don't know. Like, but I'm also used to Danny Ainge, where you think you're going to have a trade, and then the trade happens with like another team because you've been waiting yeah. for so long. So who yeah. knows? But this was extremely fun. Maybe we'll finish drafting. Maybe we'll do the rest of it. I don't know. But that could be interesting. Um, but yeah, no good stuff, Jordan. Um, we'll be, we'll be, I think this is it for this episode. Um, yeah, a lot of NBA talk today. We'll be coming back on Friday, talking some UFC.